working on it. Can you hear me, Don McHenry? Are you there? No, you're not there. No, you were there. No, you're not there. Is what it is. Lovely. Love when we set all this stuff up. Let's see. Are we live? I think we're live. Anybody out there? <laughs> Bear with us while we figure this out, get connected with our guest here. I think we'll be all right. Okay. All right, do that one more time. <laughs> All right, we'll give it a couple minutes to see if our guest, Don McHenry, jumps back in here. He was there just a second ago, so I'm assuming he'll come back. Um, yep, we're in the room. All good. All right. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hello, my friend at home. Welcome back. Tonight is uh, Thursday, October 22nd, 2020. My name is Jay Ryan. Uh, I'm back here in the late night playset. Thank you for dialing us up this evening. We are here, as usual, broadcasting love and good vibes. Live at 5 every Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, our guest this evening, if he jumps back in here, is going to be Mr. Don McHenry. Don McHenry uh, wrote, uh, actually won an Emmy, I believe. was at least nominated. I think he might have won an Emmy for a, 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 an episode of Seinfeld that he wrote. He wrote the film uh, It's a Bug's Life, and uh, or just A Bug's Life, and uh, many, many other things. Here he is. I see him jumping in. Looks like he's trying to connect right now. We'll see. Don, you're, you're a black screen. I don't know if you can hear me or not. If you can hear me, say hello. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he says uh, he'll log in again. We'll work on that. Anyway, uh, wonderfully accomplished uh, writer, wonderfully accomplished comedian, very funny man. He's been on the show before in person. Tonight we're going to be doing uh, uh, one of the you know the Zoom the uh, Skypey deal. He's not here live via satellite. Uh, uh, and we'll figure that out. In the meantime, we've got a TBT. Here we go. Hi, Don McHenry. Yeah. Oh, there you are. You oh, just look are. at that. Oh, That's are. so funny. You <laughs> called, and there it is. <laughs> I'm gonna hang up the phone. Okay. Oh my gosh, there he is. Right, Welcome so our guest, see. everybody. Mr. Don McHenry, not, writer of a there. Bug's Life. Okay. We were just telling him about Seinfeld and a couple other things. How you doing, Mister? Can you hear me? I'm all right, but why is my screen backwards? Am I looking? Well, I think Can probably because I was looking at you for a second. You, here, I'll do a split screen. How's that? Can you hear me? Uh, let me get rid of the dashboard. <laughs> All right, there we go. There's something. I think you've done a fine job. How's that? And you look great. Yeah, I'm freezing again. You look like you've lost a bit of weight since I saw you last. Any truth to that? I've lost about 25 pounds for no reason. Oh. Well, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> we do have a bit of a delay here, don't we? I can I I'm frozen. Yeah, we have a big delay. I'm I'm like not moving at all. How is your internet over there? And I'm only asking because Can log on again? Maybe if you want to jump out and jump back into the room. This will be uh this will be the the experimental show. <laughs> 
Anyway, we've got uh, Don McHenry's here. If we can get the bugs worked out of this system, we're going to have a nice conversation with him. Um, It looks like he's walking all around his place right now. (laughs) And he jumped out. Anyway, it's going to be the Shoot the Shit show. He's got some stuff to promote, but um, we're really just going to be kind of talking and reminiscing about stories. He's got so many stories. He knows so many people, and he's been so many places and done so many things. Um, So that's what we're going to get into in a little bit. In the meantime, we've got a TBT because it's Thursday, and that's what we do. And we've got an East Coast feed. The guys are on their honeymoon. In fact, let's do that now, as a matter of fact, just to get it out of the way. East Coast feed, checking in with Danbury Chive, Brooke and the Kazman, and they're honeymooning, I believe, in Jamaica. Roll it how. Mr. Ryan, it is an East Coast feed coming to you from not the East Coast at all. We're in Jamaica. As you can see around us, a lot of uh, popular And look, it's Bucket Hat Twins right here. Rep with my LA Cypress. She's got her red stripe. What you talking about there? I'm sorry, bucket hats together. I don't know why we did that. Anyway, we got champagne. Show me champagne, baby. There we go. They give us a bottle and everything. Like, you know, it's honeymoon style. That's how we roll here in uh, Jamaica. Sandals and South Coast. And oh, we're going to be in a bungalow. We're taking all the resources out there. That's our bungalow. We're a private little joint. I don't know about you at home, but I couldn't understand a word of that. I just heard a lot of wind and I saw them. Did I hear sandals? They're at sandals. It's one of those all-inclusive places, I think. That's awesome. Uh, I love it. I love it. I don't know what's going on with our buddy Don McHenry over here. It's just a black screen. (laughs) <laughs> Did you reboot? Don McHenry, reboot your phone or your computer or whatever you're on. Maybe that'll work. Um, in the meantime, we'll just keep the train on rolling. I'm trying to think if there's anything I wanted to tell you up front. Anything you wanted to know? <laughs> uh, we've got Breakfast Club tomorrow. We're back up at Newcomb's Ranch. We told you last week that we were going to go to Plan B, and we ended up going all the way to Newcomb's Ranch. Uh, the roads were open. Not the two all the way, but the back cut uh, through uh, Nine Mile was open. And it was so wonderful to be back up at Newcomb's Ranch, back up at home base for, uh, for Breakfast Club. So we're going to be there again tomorrow. Hence, that's why I'm wearing this shirt in celebration, by the way. And if, uh, if you feel like joining us, I know there's actually a, f- well, there's a whole bunch of people already because I posted early about it. But um, we'll be up at Newcomb's Ranch, 9 to 11, Breakfast Club, Good Vibes Breakfast Club, every Friday. Come on up. You feel like you don't have to have a Porsche. It's not just Porsche. Any anybody cool, and you have the morning off, and you feel like getting some fresh air and some camaraderie, bring a mask. We'll have donuts and coffee. Sometimes uh, somebody's got to bring burritos. Somebody, Bo Schmo brought burritos a couple weeks ago, and that was like the start of something good. And then he's been out of town, so <laughs> I don't know what happened. But I'd like to get back into that again. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, TBT. It's Thursday. As we do every Thursday here in the playset, we like to roll a TBT video. Today, let's see when we're going back to. I don't really remember. I think because our guest was last year two last year two years ago. I think I tried to do a TBT about that, but I'm not sure. Oh, hey, hang on, here he is again. Oh, you look so clear now. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I I don't. Is that know it? What, you can well, only hear me. Still a little. <laughs> I can see you too, but we're both a little. Now we're not even clear, and we're still yeah. Now it's like live time. Did you reboot or something? I feel like we've frozen. we've really 
gain some life back to this thing. I quit out of the whole thing. I, I've been I've done this four times already now. I was on at four thirty just to make sure everything was right. It's perfect picture. And then at a minute to five it went blurry. And then uh ah. yeah, well. And then uh, and then nothing. Well, I'm sorry about that. Thanks for sticking with it. Uh, we're very happy to have you. I was doing the math today. I think it's been about two years since you were here. Is that right? It's at least two years, yeah. yeah. That's unbelievable. I remember you being remember one I... of the first guests when we first got the Letterman set, if I recall. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think so. I remember that so, was the set. That was, that was the set. I don't remember it being the first time. What's, uh, no, you were just up there. You were one of our first people. So tell me about what you've been up to for the last two years. You lost 25 pounds. You look fantastic. Uh, a lot has happened in the world. It's different. But... I, and I did nothing to lose weight. I've, my, I have not changed my life one iota. I don't work out any more than I did. I don't eat any more or less. I don't drink any more or less. I just weigh less. My wife's worried. Uh, but you're health health wise, you're fine. You look fine. You look nah. healthy. Have you been checked out, or are you just assuming you're fine? I went to the doctor to find out. Yeah, I went. Oh, I go. I went and got checked out. You don't lose twenty five pounds for no reason. It's just I, you know, you get old, you lose weight. Well, the only reason I'm asking is this is what happened to me, and I had a health scare about four or five years ago. But I did. I I dropped about forty or fifty pounds very very quickly for no reason at all. And uh, it raised a lot of alarms, and then they started poking me and prodding me. Uh, and if, if you don't have any of that, they just said, hey, good job, then great. Uh, well, now you've got me worried. <laughs> That's the last thing I wanted. <laughs> well, what's wrong with you? You, you? you left that part of out. They no, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Want. They poked me and prodded me for a long time, and then I uh, decided that I didn't want to do that anymore, so I went to a bunch of other uh, things, and, and, uh, and now I have a, a – I don't know how much you want to talk about this. I have a whole different belief system than I once did before and after my mysterious weight loss. Yeah, and what is that? Well, just in that I kind of used to trust in uh, people and medicine and doctors and everything else and, and going through that process made me realize that they don't know any more than I do and in many cases often less. Well, I'm sure most doctors do know more about medicine than you do. You think so? And me. Like, <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on a, out on a limb here and say that they probably know more than we do. I'm sure there are bad doctors out there, but, you know. They don't know everything, and I, I believe in, uh, you know, holistic stuff, and, you know, that's fine, yes. you know. But the, the time frame that we were going I, through this. I totally didn't. Go ahead. The, the time frame in which we were going through this what happened to coincide with the, it, my wife was sick at the same time going through MS, so we had a, a dozen specialists for her, and then I was going through something separate with a, a lot of similar specialists and then different ones. What was happening at the same time was this the digitization of all of the uh, of all of the records and everything. So it was the moment they started wheeling in the iPads with the doctor and the person to take all the yeah. Data. Oh god! It was like a crazy learning phase where. The doctors weren't looking you in the eye anymore to find out what your symptoms were. They were just on the thing, scrolling, trying to find whatever, trying to find the right box to check based on the questions they were asking you. There was no, um, there, there, we just didn't have the connection that 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 you would hope to. Um, bedside manner. They used to call it bedside manner. 
just where you where a doctor was able to relate to you in a way that could make you perhaps take the sting off of of whatever fearful uh, information they were passing along your way. While I was going through it, there right. was none of that. It was a we don't know anything. Uh, this is all new. Yeah, bear with us. Yeah, those are scary words to hear. First of all. <laughs> well, all right. All of that aside, you are healthy. You look fantastic. Uh, it's been two years, but I would like to know what you've been doing in the last two years besides losing weight for no reason. You would think I had done something in the last two years. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm doing the same thing. It's, this, this thing is crazy. You know, I, I've realized my life hasn't changed all that much since being locked down. Mm-hmm. I spent all day in the house anyway. I actually go out more now. My, my wife's working from home, so we go out walking more. We used to walk every weekend. I would work out every day, but now we go outside every day and walk. Uh, uh, you know, if I wasn't on the road, and even on the road, I stay in a hotel room and go out for a walk. You know, it's like there's really not a lot of difference. Right. So I'm reading ridiculous amounts of books. I'm probably reading a book a week. Oh, wow. That's uh, great. So, it's, uh, and, and I, you know, where I live, I live in a house with a backyard and, a, and decks and, and, uh, my wife's downstairs during the day working. I'm upstairs. It's, uh, you know, it's not you have like places, I'm living you have in stations. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's worse places to be locked into. I'll tell you that. We sort of felt the same way, again, through that health stuff and everything. And, I, you know, you haven't uh, been here in a while, but Nicole's in a wheelchair now through, because of her MS. I mean, it's just kind of becoming a little more real. Uh, um, uh, uh, why the hell? No, no, it's okay. I just can't remember why the hell I was going to tell you that. Uh, but, but life has gotten completely uh, different for uh, most people, except for the people who sort of already were living this life. And I don't even know what this life is, but we – made the change yeah. to working at home you know, a couple a of years before everyone else and the decision to you know take a shower and get out of your pajamas every day even if you don't need to from the waist down on your zoom or whatever um <laughs> those were choices we all made a, a few uh, years before everyone else believe me i'm wearing street clothes in my house for the first time in ever like it's uh just to do this i put on a actual shirt I put on pants i still have slippers on i still have my slippers on but uh and other than that i i wear a white t-shirt every day this is all i wear white t-shirts i have a, bo- a drawer full of white t-shirts and my sweatpants i'm i'm the uh, einstein of leisure wear <laughs> because of the uniform is that what you mean yeah, i would have gone steve jobs you know what you're gonna wear it's einstein well, yeah, exactly. Like Einstein had seven suits that were exactly the same. You didn't have to hear. I didn't want to think about what he had to wear. I 100% I wear agree t-shirt. with that. Yeah. And if you don't have to go out, why? I, I, you ever watch TV? Any, any TV. People are at home wearing clothes. Like, you know, shirts and pants and regular clothes. It's like, and suits and ties. In the old shows, they were wearing jackets and ties. Oh, yeah. Home, put on a t- you know, put on some pajamas and lounge out. No, Rob Petrie would come home from work and sit down at the dining room table yeah. in the suit. It's amazing to me. Rob Petrie was the Dick Van Dyke show for anyone else. <laughs> for anyone yeah, slightly, slightly younger than us who anybody might not else. remember. <laughs> um, I wonder, let's see. I, I'll bet you that show I bet you that show was popular enough that 
one of the shows that I bet you everybody knows that show, even younger people today. I don't know if you're right, uh, but I, I sure hope you are. That that show is special to me. I love that show. Something about yeah. being something that was the first show I think I saw. Well, maybe Lou Grant at the same time or uh, uh, Mary Tyler Moore, but that was really the first kind of show that was behind the scenes of a show that I had seen. You know, they were, it was a show within a show. Yeah. And you know, that Larry Sanders first. later. That and probably so many was others. the first. Show. Yeah, that probably was the the blueprint for that. I didn't not to get on a whole Dick Van Dyke thing here, but I didn't find out until recently that. Uh, um, Shit, now I'm drawing a blank on his name. Carl Reiner uh, wanted to – he was actually Rob Petrie. It was actually written about him for him, and he, he <laughs> wrote it. passed the network tests. It. Yeah. I knew that, yeah, but he, I didn't know that did, it was actually about him and pilot. he wanted to play it. Right. He did the pilot. He did I, a pilot. I didn't know any of that. Had you, and, had uh, you, had you seen that ahead – like before – I don't know. I had you known that ahead of time? Very recently they ran – they played it recently on TV. They did a – a Dick Van Dyke thing. I think it was on TV. I, I know I have seen it. Yeah. And uh, so he did a pilot, and and he's the one who said, oh, I'm not right for this. <laughs> he, That's it interesting. Wasn't, it wasn't the network who told him he couldn't do it. He's the one who said, forget it. I, you know, got to get somebody else to play me. No. Wow, that's so unusual in this business. <laughs> and then he played, and he played Sid Caesar or, you know, whatever version of that. Did you used to watch those shows, like Sid Caesar Show of Shows and, and all of the, uh, like, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of who else had. Um... Yeah, I, I don't remember that. Red Skelton you know, had one. Those were on, I was a kid, you know, they were on 50s, whatever. I mean, I was born in 54, so I know they were on while they were alive, but I don't remember them remember. Yeah. I remember What is going your earliest television memory? The uh, Museum of... Uh, My earliest television memories are more movies. Like my aunt and uncle had no kids and they used to take me home for weekends. I was their favorite nephew <laughs> and I grew up with five kids and they were rich Uncle Ray and Aunt Onya and uh, Onya is a, a Gaelic name for Aunt. And uh, I had the upstairs of the house and I had a bedroom and, a, and another room with a TV and I stayed up late. I remember... The, the most memorable things to me as a kid were I saw It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, that's great. And, and, and I never knew the name of the movie. I saw this movie, and I, for 20 years, I would say to people, do you ever see this movie where the guy wishes he was never born? And people go, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Nobody <laughs> knew what that was. I mean, it's such a famous movie now. It wasn't when I was a kid. And I would say, what? The, this movie was fantastic. And the other movie was uh, A Christmas Carol with Alistair Sim. Oh, fine. I remember watching those late, late at night uh, in, a, you know, in that room upstairs on my own and being amazed by them. But, uh, you know, as a kid, I liked the monkeys and, uh, you know, and I, that was, I was in the sixth grade or whatever, eighth grade or whatever. Uh, Dick Van Dyke show I remember watching, Bonanza. My father oh, sure. loved, uh, you know... Uh, what was that army show uh, with... Oh, F Troop? Uh, combat. Oh, Combat, and sure. F Troop, oh, sure, F Troop, sure. Combat, but that was younger, you know, Combat was before that, you know, Bonanza and Ed Sullivan show, that kind of stuff. It's my earliest memories. 
My dad, I, my you know, dad. I, I can't, I have no uh, concept of how old I was at certain times. You know what I mean? Like, well, how was I old? How old was I when that happened? Or how many years ago was that? I don't know. Who cares, right? Well, some people know that to a T, you know. Oh, that's what bothers oh. me about it. I love the show. I, I, I really like the show, uh, The Goldbergs. Love it. I like their I like their delivery method for nostalgia. Nineteen eighty something. That's right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, but he's always saying, you know, it's nineteen eighty something. You don't remember what year you were in high school? You're a senior. Last night's season premiere. He's a senior in high school, and he you don't remember what year you were a senior in high school? It wasn't nineteen eighty something? Tell me what year it was. Nineteen eighty? What are you hiding your age or something? Just tell me what year it was. For God's sakes. Stop I like obfuscating. That's one of the things I like about that show is that it is just a generic. Uh, it's just a generic nostalgia show. You're right. They don't say, "All right, in 1987, blah 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 happened with the Mets and the blah blah blah." It's like, no, it's it's all very specific memories from this kid and his camcorder. But I, I was that specific. kid. That's why that show resonates with me. I really? was totally that kid. I mean, that kid, he really was obsessed with taking. You know, that's his. He has all those tapes. It's amazing. And I call He's him the kid, actual, that, that's the creator of the show, right? It's based on yeah, him. yeah. It's based on him taking all of you know, just doing videos all the time. Everything I have a little lag. You are perfect. You're, Thank uh, you so much, Don McHenry. I didn't want to come right out and really. say it. What uh, what is your fi- what kind of television do you watch nowadays? Do you watch anything these days? God, I watch everything. God damn, I'm watching do you? so much TV. Oh. Yeah, it, you know, we we even, <laughs> we even ponied up for Netflix. I guess. Once the uh, pandemic, no, we, we already had Netflix. We ponied up for uh, Amazon when the when the pandemic. Oh, yeah. And uh, I so, enjoy the Amazon. Oh, and you know we watch a lot of uh, you know I'm watching uh, Endeavor, which is the Inspector Morris, or you know, a lot of the BBC, you know English shows. Uh, I love the Boys. You watch the Boys? No, I don't oh, even know God. about it. It's great. We, we have, we've been off show. the uh, we we disconnected. What do you call it? Cut the cord like five years ago. Right. So we have television through the internet on the AT and T on the Apple TV or whatever. But we just don't watch it the way we used to, and I kind of like that. So I don't really know stuff that's really kind of uh, contemporary these days. Is the boys what, something that everyone knows? I I think so. I mean, it's 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 much, for a much younger audience than me, but I really like it. My wife wouldn't watch it for mm. a minute. She would go. Eh, <laughs> tune out and go watch something else but uh what's it about is it period or is it uh... it's it's superheroes oh dear lord i'm superheroes but they're they're but they've been you know they take they don't know it but they've been taking drugs and that's what makes them the superheroes but they're also really shitheads and one of them's a murderer and and he's been going around the world giving terrorists the the blue formula so they can he can create super terrorists so they can get their, their job is remain you know remains safe so they can fight the super terrorists i did just read the funny. blurb it's, on this you know, yesterday is it's it's actually entertaining yeah i watched uh speaking of amazon I, they've got, I like it a lot they've got a new series that just popped up this week called utopia you see that one yet rain wilson and i didn't uh, watch john, it yet but john cusack uh, throw it in your queue i'll watch it's, anything with john yeah, th- throw it in your queue. It's very. Uh, uh, it is. It's on my watch list. It's very poignant. I'm waiting right to now. watch other stuff. Yeah, I ju- really, I'm going to watch that soon because uh, I want something else to watch. But I, you know, I'll watch. I love John Cusack. 
I don't think there's a thing he's done that isn't good. He's been in some bad movies, but he's so good. I agree with you. He makes choice. He makes choices for reasons that we may not necessarily understand. But I definitely agree with with his choices. Um, this was a show. Not dissimilar to Mr. Robot, which just feels very, very contemporary right now because of our landscape and our cultural mm-hmm. energy. Uh, man, this one, I, don't, I, 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 I started it last night at maybe 8 o'clock, which is the worst time to start Mr. Like, a Robot? binging show. Which one? No, sorry, sorry. We're Utopia? Still on, uh, Mr. Back to Utopia. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and, and it was one of those where I was up till two in the morning because I, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't, every time it would roll into the next episode, well, I'd just keep it going. And so I watched right. six of them last night, and then I woke up early and finished the last two this morning because I was like, "What the hell? I gotta, I gotta do this." Um, highly recommend. I don't, I don't. I'm not saying that it's. Yeah. I don't know what I would say. It's it's so all over the place, but so is the story. So it almost kind of requires it. Yeah. You're a story that's guy. That's kind I feel of like stories I like. To follow it. That's the new hypodermic needle. Is the fact that the next show starts as soon as the other one's over. I I literally had to turn it off. I, I had <laughs> I Googled yeah. this the other day because it did go into the next episode on something else we were watching, Mr. Robot, I believe. And I and I and it was a season finale into a season premiere and it was like the end of the night for us and there was five seconds and boom, it was on to the next one. I, I Don, yeah. I almost wrote a letter. <laughs> I almost wrote a letter, but instead I went to Google. <laughs> I almost wrote a letter. I went to Google and they said you gotta go to your computer to turn off the auto scroll or auto play. Really? Yeah, that's what I had to do. Is that true? And now it doesn't do There's it anymore, but thank God. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, but that's what they do. They hook you and they go, oh, now we're just going to roll it right in. So they never stop watching. Yeah, and they did. They, it was a success. I woke up early and went right back to it. Um, yeah. Can we talk about the bug, a bug's life real quick? Sure. I, I still in get preparation, text, so we certainly can. In preparation to talk to you tonight, I put that that after I finished the other show, I threw that on in the background uh, today while I was working. A couple things struck me. First of all, all the Pixar movies are just great. <laughs> I just love the Pixar movies. Not every single one, but I really, really enjoy uh, their version, their their art of storytelling. Um, secondly, I was taken with what a good movie it was, what a good story it was. And again, it felt very, I guess that one never goes out of season because of what you're saying there. But um, the whole... The David and Goliath, the whole big business and, and us little people. It's really a great, great story. And I just want it's to give seven you kudos. Samurai. Uh, please seven say, say samurai. again. It's Seven Samurai. Oh. The Magnificent <laughs> Seven. And there it is. I just went to a full screen. Is that uh, you're doing? I did. I, you know, we have a full television studio here, so it seems a shame not to miss it. So whenever you talk, I like putting you. I thought maybe you'd <laughs> thought maybe you'd tell me something about Bugs Life. Damn. What can you tell us about Bugs Life? Well, I'll tell you my my intro into him, how we got into it. There were, uh, we wrote my part, ex partner and I. We wrote a, also worked on co wrote Hercules with Disney. The movie or and, the show? Uh, the Hercules, the movie, the the animated movie. Oh, wonderful. And it was our first job out here, you know, when we moved out to L.A. And uh, we were almost finished, and they flew us up to to San Francisco to meet the people, uh, uh, you know, at Pixar. 
and we, they took us out to lunch and we had all these notes and everything. So they already had a script, like a, a basic script, the first draft. And uh, they brought us up for lunch and we had notes and everything and all these things, we, we, you know, how we could fix it and help. And we get up there and they're showing us all those fixes. <laughs> they, they already, they'd already done it. And then, but we went out to lunch and we, you know, we talked about, there were some things we had, but, uh, and they hired us at the end of the, the lunch. We, we had the job at the end of lunch. That's amazing. So, it doesn't happen that way. And then uh, we finished up on Hercules. We had finished up Hercules on a Friday in, in, in L.A. And we were working in Monday, on Monday in, uh, in San Francisco. Oh, my gosh. We're on a bug's life. One of the, it was the best time I ever had in my life, living in San Francisco. It was the richest I ever was, too. We had per did they, diems. Did they put they you paid up? for my apartment. Beautiful. Paid, I had a hundred dollar per diem, uh, two bedroom apartment overlooking the bay on the second to last floor of a right on a bro, on Broadway, uh, and my partner had his own two bedroom apartment, uh, and they rented us a car, and uh, each we each had a car. I turned. Uh-huh. I went to them. I did the. I did the. I did some research. I found out I could buy a brand new Saab convertible, lease a Saab convertible, and insurance. I went to them with a package. I said, "Look, I can get this with insurance," and it was less than they were renting a a, a you know some crappy little car for me. And they said, "Sure." So for like eight months, they paid my lease on a Saab convertible, brand new Saab convertible, and my insurance. I love it. I mean, you're getting an allowance either way. What's the difference? How you spend it? That's great. Nine hundred or nine three, maybe. Nine hundred something. Nine. Uh, you know, so it was eight. I can't. I, again, there's where I'm bad with dates. <laughs> but uh, eighty something. Eighty. Oh, so let's see. Cyber was ninety four. So it was after that. What must say? Ninety two. So ninety eight. I guess ninety. So ninety eight. So. Well, it's just a lovely movie, and I don't know. Is it? I guess maybe Disney Plus is probably where you watch it these days. We we own it, so so you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I own it. Too. I own it too. <laughs> we my mother it. had it on her. My mother had a the the, the uh, video the, the the VCR the v, VCS the the what white uh, Disney called? cassette the, the video cassette. The white soft. Yeah, what was the Disney? big tape? What was the tape called? I can't. Remember. VHS, right? Yeah, my mother had my mother had that on her uh, on her, you know, cabinet, her TV cabinet. All you know, people would walk in and that would be there. Oh, my son wrote that. <laughs> Any chance to talk about it, right? Well, she was proud of it, you know. Of course, she came to she came to the the uh, the premiere of uh, Hercules was in New York, so she came. And she, you know, I got her and some of my family into that in, uh, on, uh, on, broad, on uh, 42nd Street, whatever theater that was. Hercules I'm not as familiar with. I know the story, obviously, but I'm not as familiar with the Disney. M- m- it, that was animated, right? That was proper ink and paint animated, that one? Yeah. That was a two-dimensional, yeah. That was uh, old animation, yeah. Like, that was kind of the cusp. That was one of the last, last few they made. It was well, the same guys that did uh, to me. Uh, uh, Little Mermaid and... Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Well, I'm thinking though. We I mean, that's a, that's one of the last building of... in L.A. That... 
This lag is killing me. That's one of the last of, yeah, of the that, that type of, of, yeah. of artwork that before they went to, you know, the Pixar computer, Pixar computer animation, the 3D animation. And Bugs Life was not the first, but it was among probably the first three or four, right? That's one of the first Pixar movies I remember seeing after Toy Story. Well, Bugs Life was the second Pixar movie. So, okay, so after Toy Story. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Wow, that's, that's amazing. What year was Bugs Life? I should know that. Again, I think it was 1998, but I don't know. Oh, that's what you just said. I'm sorry. Gosh. I, I just said it, but I, I could be completely wrong. That <laughs> that's why we had you. This is, this is the, uh, the no fact-checking show. Nobody, nobody will call, back, call you back. Um, yeah. how, has COVID, how has COVID been treating you? I know you said your life isn't that different and you're actually more social and active, but what about you know, dates and work? And you're not performing, I'm assuming, right? Or are you doing Zoom shows like everybody else? Well, I was on a ship. Uh, I I did my last show on March 16th on a ship, uh, which happens to also be my birthday. So the last time I did a show was on my birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, and I had like I had like 25 grand worth of work going on. I was going to go to Australia the week after that on a ship and, you know, uh, and then everything shut down. But even while I was on those two weeks, I went to, I was just out of Hawaii and around, like I flew to Hawaii and two weeks back to, uh, to San Diego. And, uh, they, uh, uh, they were still, that the thing was happening, obviously. And you, you go into, you'd see it all over, like everywhere that you went to the, the restaurant there, you had to wash your hands with the Purell. You, you go to the you could look in the uh, casino anytime anybody finished playing uh, the root uh, the, the slot machines yeah somebody was there to wipe it down, it down right afterwards yeah so my my wife was very worried I mean I only I really only got the gigs because a lot of people couldn't do them because they had been to China or they'd gotten off another ship so I got all this work hope you know they were hoping that they didn't have to shut down and all but they did. Like they, the day before, I, so I got off a ship on the 18th of March and, uh, and I'm going to do a show next week, but outside in a parking lot. So, or are you doing the Magic Castle show? Somewhere else. What are you doing next week? Uh, no. Magic Castle? Or the yeah, comedy? they've got something going on Magic. in their parking lot lately. I'm doing a... It's in Ventura. It's at the Ventura Harbor and at the... Uh, oh, is it Randy Lubis? Oxnard Performing Arts. Okay. Yeah, but he doesn't own it anymore. Randy doesn't... It's Andre's own, does it? And I think Randy sold out on it. On oh, that, okay. Anyway. Uh, and then this guy, Andres, who was his partner, he runs it. But he also has restaurants there. So I'm doing it at... I think he's doing it... And again, I'm very uh, unclear. I... I texted him yesterday to give me information so I could say it on here if anybody was in the neighborhood, but uh, I never got back to me. But uh, he owns a Cuban restaurant there as well on the pier on the in the harbor. Okay. And uh, I think it's there. And then I have to go down the road to the Oxnard or something, a uh, performing arts center or something, and do it, do it in the parking lot. Here's my opening joke. Here's my opening joke for the parking lot. Uh, honk. If you think women and men are different. <laughs> By a show of honking. 
that's my here's my biggest problem with working again i for over 10 years my opening bit my opening joke was i'd walk on a stage and this is probably 15 years and and i would whatever you know it started out with the bird flu Mm. and i would get on stage and go thank you (laughs) thank you very much it's good to be here thank you i just got back (laughs) sorry sorry sorry. i just got back from south africa wherever the 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 thing was Mm -hmm. and when it was the bird flu i actually would have a feather in my hand (laughs) and i go and i I go don't worry i don't have a bird flu i go and a a feather would fly and then it was ever the next thing was and it was ever the next thing was and i actually did it with this on the ship i said i just got in from china and it was still funny right because it was so new but I want to do it now. I want to do it next week by going doing the same coffin thing. I just got back from a, a Trump rally. <laughs> <laughs> Again, your audience is very divided. I'm afraid of that. I mean, okay. I've heard all that even before all the pandemic. Like jokes like that, you know, they just you're just starting in a, a fight in the audience. Yeah, so, I mean it, that that used to be. Uh... That used to be a creative choice uh, that a comedian could make, right? Oh, I'm going to say something that's divisive, and then we'll get something going here, get some get some action happening, get some energy. Uh, it's a but now dangerous... you get yelled at and go fuck you and blah. Yeah, blah, it's blah. a dangerous ploy these days because it's. I mean, everyone's sure. sort of fighting to the death. I mean, it's kind of like, are you going to incite the civil war that. in the comedy store? Well, here's, here's the song I'm going to do. You want me to do a song for you? Oh, I would like nothing yeah. more than a song. I'm going to give you your own camera. I hope you don't mind. I'm not, I, I'm not a, here's a, here's the thing. Here we go. Whoops. Please stay away from me. Please stay away from me. You stay in your house and I'll stay in mine. You can zoom me or drop me a line. Just don't come near me till this all is benign. Please stay away from me. I said please stay away from me. Some folks think this is all gonna magically go away. Well, those folk are as dumb as can be. We all gotta stick together and listen to Dr. Fauci and not Crazy D. Let's just sit back and let's see. Let's agree to disagree. But I say this with no ambiguity. Please stay away from me. I say, please stay away from me. I really mean it. Please stay away from me. Yeah, I loved it. I wanted to see if it would work. You laughed once or twice. That's enough. I did. Well, more than that, you are very musical, and I forgot that about you. You Weren't you going to be a musician first? Or were you I a musician I... first? Well, I thought I was. 
Yeah, Here's well. My, uh, hang on. Yeah. Well, that was just lovely. Was that a ukulele or a mandolin? I couldn't tell. I couldn't see it. It was a I mandolin. Beautiful. You want to hear that story? Of course. I'm a huge Bruce Hornsby fan, so rain down so, your mandolin rain. So I was opening for a couple of years for Howie Mandel, and uh, we were in Vegas at the, the uh, Caesars Palace, the old Caesars Palace. And I, and I'm got, I have to do 20, 25 minutes. This is all your tops. If you go over a little at 25, that's fine. But 20 minutes, 25. I'm up on stage for less than five minutes, and somebody, people are making noise right up front, talking, and, and I go, please, I only have a little time here. Can, can I keep it down? They go, she had a heart attack. <gasps> I go, what? She, she had a heart attack. I go, uh, hey, somebody had a heart attack. And then, so I go, should I get off? And the stage manager's back going, nope, you can't get off. And keep it going. Uh, Howie's there. Howie shows up a little later, but... He wasn't there yet because it was very early. And uh, they made me stay on. I have to stay on. Now I was on there for over 40 minutes. Oh, stage. my God, because you've got to keep them occupied while this action's happening? I keep them occupied. And, and the, the EMS come in and take her away. And I still have to keep talking. And I, to this day, do not have any idea what I said. I got laughs. I got one guy who said, you're an asshole. I go, oh, oh. buddy, I'm, you know. And, and I got, I said whatever I said to people. go, yeah, fuck you, that guy. You know, and then... Uh, and then afterwards, I'm in the green room, uh, Howie's green room. My green room was a little less ornate. And uh, uh, Clint Black, you know who Clint Black is? Of course. Country so, singer, black T-shirt. He was a real good, he's a real good friend of Howie's. And he was in the audience, and he's in the green room, and he comes over to me, and he sits down. And he goes, man, that was amazing. i never seen anything like that. <laughs> that was, I was very impressed. I go, yeah, I really don't know what. I did. I have no idea what I did. He's going, it was fantastic. I can't believe you did that. And wow. we're talking, I, I, I'm not, we're not even talking five minutes. And I had just gotten $70,000 from a, an accident my wife and I were in, in New York. And I said to him, I go, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to buy a mandolin this week. I don't know how it came up, but it came up and I go, I'm going to buy a mandolin. He goes, you don't have to buy a mandolin. I'll give you a mandolin. I go, fuck you. You're not going to give me a mandolin. <laughs> I don't even know him five minutes. I'm saying fuck you to him. And he goes, no, no. I got a deal with Gibson. They gave it to me. They, I go, really? You're going to give me a mandolin? He goes, yes. I'm going to give it to any And he gave me this Gibson mandolin. Wow. That's unbelievable. That's beautiful. I went and priced it for well over $2,000. I wasn't going to buy a $2,000 mandolin. I'm not Did you already good. know how to play the mandolin? Yeah. I okay. already had a kind of cheap. I'm, I'm not very good. I, I I have it so I can take it on the road to have some music. It's you know, perfect. so I can play music a little bit because I don't bring my can't bring my piano. So <laughs> I, uh, I just figured I'd have a you know. So I love tra and plus it fits in the overhead and, and I can't play the guitar because my hands are too small. So that's uh, amazing. But the song was quite lovely, and of course, obviously, the Randy Newman uh, "You've Got a Friend in Me." My one of my favorites. That's another thing I've done during the pandemic. I my wife for Christmas gave me a Randy Newman songbook, and once the pandemic hit, I got the book out and I learned how to play uh, 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 Marie and uh, and Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how to play Mandolin Rain? Although that's really just a lot of mandolin. It's I not don't really... really play it. No, and I, you know, there's funny. It's more it's of a, a piano song. Yeah, but there is a little mandolin in it. 
I also don't know, and I know a little bit of it, but uh, the REM song, Losing My Religion, is a great mandolin song. Oh, that's right. I didn't but, uh, to me. Maggie May, that, that's, you know, Maggie May is a mandolin song. It's a... Uh, it's, uh, You pluck around fine on that thing. You know, you play around fine. I know some real good mandolin players. I know, you know, most of my friends grown up were musicians, like from high school on. Same, same here. We, uh, we just, bo- I'll tell you because it's kind of exciting for us. We just booked uh, Paul Shaver's daughter to be on the show in a couple uh, weeks. And hopefully at some point we'll get Paul here as well. But, uh, um, you know, talk about growing up around music and musicians. I, I knew Paul Schaefer as a kid as well, and this this young lady before she was even born, and all of it was Lou Soloff and Dr. John, and just the best names in music at the time, just all hanging out, hanging around, going to each other's houses, really having That's Halloween pretty... parties. Wow, <laughs> yeah. And, and do you remember? And maybe you mean because of that's where you grew up. I remember going to parties and people would bring their instruments to a party and you'd, yeah. you'd play. You know, I, I told this together. I told this story just yesterday. No, please go ahead. No, I let you tell the story. I I was finished. And no, I was no, I literally because because, like, because we booked Victoria Lily Schaefer yesterday. I was telling someone else the story of the first time I ever met Paul Schaefer was at one of their mutual friends' house that was a friend of, of our family as well, Lou Soloff, who was the, he was the trumpet player from the Blood, Sweat, and Tears. He was in the Blues Brothers Band. He was in the Letterman Band, all sorts of stuff. Um, very, very talented individual. And uh, uh, he would have a Halloween party every year. And we went to it a few years. And it was nothing but musicians, all at his house. They would all bring their instruments. And it would just become a jam till four in the morning. You know, everyone would start drinking or whatever at the whatever party time, eight, nine o'clock, and whatever was going on. And I would say by by eleven, everybody was in the living room, and it was nothing but people and their instruments just doing their art, and not for money, just for fun with each other. So cool. Right. Also, was it, Paul we, uh, Paul Schaefer was in Hercules. No kidding. He played Hermes. Oh, that's awesome. What a funny, that's a funny tie-in. Um, you, when you were living in New York, were you, did you ever perform? Were you, a, did, were, did, were you an active working musician at any point? I know you worked towards it when you were no. younger. No, I, in high school, I was in a couple of bands and in, in my, you know, we did, uh, I was in two bands in high school, but we only did the, uh, uh, the, what do you call the shows, the, uh, at high school, the, uh, Oh, like the a talent news. show or a, Talent shows, yeah. yeah. And I was in a jug band and a 50s band. Who, who, who? Like yeah. a jug? Well, there wasn't any jug. That's funny. There was no jug. There was a wash tub bass. There was oh, a yeah, wash yeah, yeah. board. Yep. Banjo, guitars. I played harmonica uh, and sang. And then I was, and then we did like a Shanana band. Cool. Doo wop. Awesome. And we did two bands. And I was one of the three backgrounds. You know, we. We did the the three choreography guys. Who was Bowser? Uh, Mike Oxius. I guess Mike Oxius was. Do you remember? Do you remember when they had a show? I remember when I was a little kid. I remember watching a show on Friday nights called Sha Na Na, where that where it was literally those. It was like a variety show. Sha Na Na was huge. 
John. I mean, people oh, it was? I just thought I was a little kid who liked it. They were huge. They were huge. They did, they did a, a, a Woodstock. They were a big hit at Woodstock. Oh, they wow. weren't in the movie, but they were at Woodstock. I didn't realize. And the first place I lived here in L.A., over by the uh, tar pits, over by uh, La Brea, uh, one of the, I lived in a house that had like four apartments, you know, buildings, in, you know, like four. And uh, uh, Reggie, I'm trying to remember, I think his name was Reggie. He was in Shanana. He was one of the singers in Shanana. So that was interesting. He ended up buying that building that I lived in. He bought it from the old landlords. They were like in the 80s or whatever, and he bought it. Probably sold it because they tore it down and put a different building up. But uh, that was uh, that. Much. But I I saw Sean on that probably five or six times in high school. Oh, cool! I just, a as a kid, I remember the guy had the 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 piano player had an outfit that looked like a piano. That piano player, that piano player is one of the best piano players in the world. That guy is great. He's yeah, a really good piano player. He's good. Are you the kind of guy who's got a story for everything? Because everything I've brought up, even ancillarily something to try to be yeah. interesting, <clears throat> you're like, oh, I've got a story about that. I know that guy. That guy no, was in this. I have no idea. I, you know, it just might have worked out that way. Hang on one second. <laughs> Time for us. I just wanted to open up the shades, get some more light in here. Oh, I see. Okay. It's a little bit better now. Sure. Definitely. Whatever you like. It just so happens that I do. All I know about me, I'm a very quiet guy, and I sit back. I, I do a and once in a while. I do this thing on Tuesday night with a bunch of other writers, and you know, a Zoom thing. I just sit back and listen. You know, and that's what I do at parties. I say hello to people, and I find a seat with my drink, and I watch people talk. And but when I have a conversation, you know, I, I can take place. You know, I can. Uh, you know, so it just so happens that I had stories for everything. Good thing, because I had nothing planned to tell you. I, I very much relate to what you just said. I call myself an observer because I would, I would much rather be a wallflower taking in the entire scene rather than having one conversation with one person. And I don't mean yeah. that for, wholeheartedly, but I mean at, at, at a party, I'm not dissimilar to you. Okay, let's go get uh, the drink or the food or whatever. Let's say hello. Let's do, get the oblig obligatory things out of the way. And now let's find a place to camp out. And plus, I hang out with very interesting people, so they're probably more interesting than I am. So why don't I sit back and shut up? I think I think if you really think that, I think you're very smart and enlightened. I, I don't I don't know I don't know if, if that's a bit or if you really think and believe that because you're pretty no, damn I, smart and I wasn't interesting. Putting myself down, I'm not not interesting, and I'm not uh, you know I'm just saying that you know if you're around people that are interesting, why don't you learn something? I I had a friend who used to, and he's a great mandolin player too, and. Uh, he, I brought him to a brunch we used to go, I used to go to with a bunch of writers and producers and, you know, and instead of like, you know, sitting back as a first time, you know, first time uh, uh, guest and, you know, he, he put himself too much into the conversation and, you know, and put people off instead of, you're talking to people who are producing some of the biggest shows on TV. Yeah, uh, Phil Rosenthal is at the table. Oh, <laughs> Why don't you sit down and uh, listen to what he might have to say instead of telling us about, you know, and, and nobody's not interested in you personally, but, you know, there's, there's I have a something bit of, to say, I'll say it. 
there was a th- I mean, read the room was such it was a nuance in the old days, and nowadays I feel like every single person has to be told, "Hey, read the room." <laughs> is there a gen- is there a lack of awareness going on that we didn't used to have, or is it just a sliding scale and it gets progressively worse? I just think that people, and this is another generation, I think the younger that they're so coddled and been you know everything was about them that everything there's no other people in the world but them they're the most interesting thing in the world i mean you look at these shows you look at the kardashians and and paris hilton like why they're only interesting because they say you know because they think they are right celebrity for the sake of celebrity or, or that they've been told you're there's nothing wrong with you you get a you get a you get a trophy whether you, just for participating. No, you get a trophy for winning. You don't get a trophy, or you get second or third place. You know, right. and and in, in that realm, when the it used to be when you got third place, you go, oh, fuck, I didn't get first place. <laughs> I I don't disagree. I think I think you're illuminating something that I couldn't really find. Maybe there's a there used to be a diligence that was built in with oh you got to do hard if you want a result you got to do some hard work, and nowadays that's not necessarily true if you've got the right algorithm if you've got the right social media if you've got the right trumpet of some sort yeah or you just show up and they give you an award for showing up (laughs) the participation award yeah what can we do what can we do to help move the needle in what you consider the right direction about that individuals i have no idea Uh, you know i think it's also you know, uh, 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 you know that sort of thing holds over to even driving. You look at people driving; they drive like there's nobody else in the world but them. Yes. And I don't know. If there's anything you can do. <laughs> you know? Well, that's kind but, of that's uh, why I'm asking. It feel it feels that way. At this point, it feels like we're at a point of no return, and it feels like oh well, that's why we've got COVID and the government and every conspiracy theory you could possibly throw a book at these days. Uh, I, I I feel like oh are we past the point of no return and this is the only answer is a civil war and it's gonna you know just get crazy and then oh then there's less population or whatever yeah. I don't see that being the only way to do it I feel like there's yeah no I way. I don't know that it's that dire okay good for that I mean there might be a civil war because Trump is fomenting it and uh, uh, and giving. A license to people that are in militias and stuff and tell them, hey, be a racist. It's okay with me as long as you like me. You know, so <laughs> I just, I, that's a, a whole other subject. Yeah. That to me is, you know, I, I, I'm just hoping in two weeks from today or yesterday or two days or whatever, next, a week from Thursday, put it that way, uh, that this is on a, on a, on a road to ending because if Trump wins, there's no turning back. There's no. I I believe in my heart that the world has 20 years left ecologically. Okay. When we're not cutting back on anything, I mean it's not going to die in 20 years. But you can't go out in 20 years. You're not going to be able to go outside without a, a, a gas mask and a and an oxygen tank. Or right. it's going to be too hot and you're just going to die. You have to have some suit that keeps you cool. And the water is going to be gone and all that stuff. Right. That's in 20 years unless tomorrow we stop fucking up everything. But, but they've been Trump, saying that since like the 80s, since tomorrow. And yeah. I haven't seen tomorrow change for anybody. 
other than other no. than the few folk we know who are trying to make a difference. Yeah, but it's also exacerbated. It, it you know there are all these timelines. Things get worse because they got worse. So it's ex, it's exponential. So well, that's what I find. The temperature's going up every year. Every yep. year is hotter than the year after. That's not going to. It seems like. It seems like each year they say too. Oh, uh, uh, beyond estimates, you know, worse than estimates. Oh, we have exceeded the estimate uh, on every single scale toward the negative. And when it comes to that stuff, I, I happen to feel the same way you do about if we don't change anything, we're fucked. So what on earth do we change? Is it a population problem? Is it a hate problem? Is it uh, you know what I mean? Like what is it? Is it is it? I I don't think there's any problem in the world more important than ecology, than the climate change. Nothing else really matters. You know, other things matter, but though everything, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a job, if you can't breathe or drink water. It doesn't matter right. if, you, if you're in power. If, I, don't, I don't understand why uh, uh, politicians who have children, I don't have kids, so it doesn't matter to me. I'm going to go, my wife's going to go, fuck it, you know? But right. if you have kids and grandchildren and these people just because they because of the economy, because they want to give you jobs, yeah. you're going to dig coal so people have jobs. Well, I mean, that's a, that's not true. Yeah, if, it's a money maker. If you dig. Yeah, but it doesn't matter how much money you have. Oh, you I agree with you. But that's but, but but someone with that sensibility will not agree with you. Yeah, it does matter how much money you have. We're going to have water bit. wars. I mean, you know what the, the next big war is going to be about? Water. Yeah, I agree with you. In, in 20 years, people are going to be fighting over whatever drinkable water there is. We'll be drinking toilet water because that's it. And then your toilets, you'll go everywhere you go, the toilets will be dry because that's been drunk. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's, yeah. and do you know that it takes more water to make a bottle that you put water in than, hold, than it holds? No. Yeah, well, there you go. So to have that water in a bottle takes more water to make it than it holds. So That's ridiculous. When I was yeah, a kid I, and Tupperware was new and they had the Tupperware parties and they'd come to your house and they sell all the housewives' Tupperware, yeah. you know, all that shit. They were saying, oh, and this is the amazing new material, you know, DuPont plastic, blah, blah, blah. And it's got a half-life of 50,000 years. And I looked around the room. I was a, I mean, I was a little kid. I mean, maybe three, four years old when this stuff. I looked around the room and <laughs> there's like 20 people in this room. And they each need like 50 pieces of Tupperware. And that's 100 pieces of Tupperware per person. And they're all going to last 50,000 years? The math doesn't add up. We're we only going to last 100 if you're really, really lucky. It just doesn't add up. And that was my well, first. Could, so I've been looking at plastics leave, my entire life because of you that could moment. Leave your Tupperware to your children. You could, you could <laughs> reel it to you. That's right. That's right. And you squeeze it because it burps. That's a eight hundred uh, generations of Tupperware. So maybe. Except that Don people McHenry, is there? Oh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Is is there anything no, that uh, that that you want to cover that we didn't get to tonight? We've done the hour. I uh, no, I have nothing I wanted to cover. I figured we just like as I said, we'll just shoot the shit and see what happens. I love it. I find you incredibly interesting. I feel like you should live on a boat in the marina selling dosekis as the most most interesting guy. Um, I would never say I was the most interesting guy, but thank you. I think that's why I'm saying it. It's very clear that you wouldn't ever say it. It's very clear that these things just sort of trickle out of you, and to me, that is a delight. 
And that's what I like about having a conversation. I find out things I didn't know I knew. Or, you know, it just, just comes up, you know. So, to me, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to do. It's good to see you again, and I'm uh, hoping, you, you know, good, good wishes to your wife as well. Thank you so much. I'm hoping when this blows over, you'll come visit us in person again. I would love to. I love that set. It's nice. <laughs> I, I, had, I had told Chastler, I said uh, I would do the thing. And then I, I got back to him. I go, I'm not going to go to somebody's apartment. I can't do it. He goes, no, you're doing it remote. I go, okay, then I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's where we're all set up. Uh, it depends on the person. Some people, some people still like to come in. Some people still like to. And, uh, and, and, uh, and we're fine either way. We, we've, you can't tell too much, but we've actually distanced a bit. And, you know, I mean, I'm a, I, I came from union work at NBC in New York. So, like, I still swab the microphones every time anyway just because I'm OCD uh, like that. I'm worried about um, next week. My wife's more worried. <laughs> Do, all right, so and we're Harbor what, Harbor Comedy. We don't know what the hell it is. Ventura or it Harbor, is. Ventura up in Harbor, Oxnard, somewhere on the Ventura Harbor, and then Oxnard, I think. Uh, uh, and it's going to be an outdoor one of those outdoor uh, parking lots. Both shows. of them are outdoors. Yeah. Okay. Everything's right. how, how would how would people keep up with you? Are you on the Twitter? Are you on Instagram? No, I'm old. Good for you. Facebook? Nothing at all. I'm on Facebook. Okay, Facebook at Don McHenry. I'm assuming. Donald McHenry, probably. That's my name on Facebook. But. Fair enough. <laughs> Only on Facebook. Uh, all right. Well, that's it. I enjoy this. Thanks for calling in. That's Thanks for uh, sticking with it. Thank you. And uh, when you feel like it and when you have something you want to talk about, come back. Uh, definitely come back. <laughs> I had a good time. Thank you, Don McHenry. Everybody, Don McHenry, go follow him on Facebook. And uh, if you're in the Ventura area, check him out in a week or so up in the uh, at the in the, the Oxnard uh, Harbor parking lot. <laughs> I got now. I got to rush to watch the Borat movie. So, uh, I am so excited for this weekend. We've got the Letterman got the Letterman show on Netflix. Yeah. And then you got Rudy Giuliani and Borat on uh, Amazon. Yeah, that's on now, and I got to go get it up on uh, on Amazon. It's a big I can week. Get it for free right now. It's a big week. So, all, all right, right take Henry. care. Thank you so Thanks. much. Talk to you soon. All right. Good stuff. Uh, I think we should roll the TBT because it's Thursday and we started to do it before. Check in with Breakfast Club. This will be nice since we're uh, going to be up there tomorrow. Roll it out. Nice, wasn't it? Make friends wherever we go. Angela's Crest, preparations. I love you too. Starting to get some early arrivals at Breakfast Club. We've got uh, House. House is here. And uh, Tyson from Motorsports. And we're waiting for Danny to open.
Oh, stupid car just pulled out, but we got a little situation here. <laughs> yeah. Figure that out. They all leak. They all leak a little bit. six i think we're good i think we've done it all i think we've gotten to it um tomorrow we'll be at breakfast club come on up to newcomb's ranch if you feel like it nine to eleven should be a good time good vibes for all um thank you very much to don McHenry who was here sort of here via zoom and uh love his song by the way please stay away from me <laughs> check that out um, thank you very much for tuning in this evening. Thank you for tuning in in general. Uh, we love everybody at home. I should tell you a few minutes about the people who sponsor this program. One is uh, Hunziker, Hunziker Designs, Nicholas Hunziker and Heather Hunziker. If you're in a part of the world where you should be wearing a mask and you see somebody who isn't, you could say to them, Hey, need a mask? ShopHunziker.com. That's what I did. Get this number one deal right here, the Italia. Boy, I love it. In fact, I just got sent another one the other day, so... Not going to run out. Good stuff. Shophunziker.com. H-U-N-Z-I-K-E-R. Shophunziker.com. And uh, it's a good time to tell you about St. Clair Insurance. I'm going to tell you all about it. <laughs> I didn't think this through. I thought I could set these up. Anyway, I'm going to tell you all about St. Clair Insurance. You know, they say all that separates men and boys is the coverage for their toys. St. Clair Insurance has coverage for your toys. What kind of toys? Anything. Uh, cars, jet skis, your home, your business, uh, anything that is uh, insurable. Check out coverageforyourtoys.com. Get yourself set up with uh, Jeff Sinclair. And uh, if you're an existing Haggerty customer, you've got a collector car or a collection already, and uh, Haggerty is already your provider. If you don't have a rep, if you did maybe through the Haggerty website or something, Check out coverageforyourtoys.com. Uh, it's no additional cost. You can get yourself a rep. You can have somebody who is uh, your contact for your Haggerty insurance. And uh, we highly recommend Jeff Sinclair for that. So coverageforyourtoys.com. Check it out and uh, make sure your uh, toys are covered. <laughs> I think that's it. We've done the stuff. I wanted to say a shout out to my buddy Sean Lindauer. Love you so much, buddy. See you tomorrow. Love my new hat. I wear it all the time, and I'm telling everybody about it. Go to Sean Lindauer, S-H-O-N-L-I-N-D-E-U-R. -S I screwed that up, but Sean Lindauer. I'll do it right here. Here we go. S-H-O-N-L-I-N-D-A-U-E-R. I did get it right. And uh, get yourself a heal the earth, uh, save the earth, excuse me, save the earth uh, uh, hat. 
Super comfortable. Super good stuff. Love everybody. Please love one another. We will see you tomorrow at Breakfast Club. It's a full weekend. I'll be in Malibu on Sunday too. Something on Saturday. I can't remember. Um, please love one another. We've got an election coming up pretty soon, and people on the streets are pretty concrete about who they're voting for. And from my experience, they don't mind telling you. When I was a kid, you weren't supposed to talk about it because it caused all sorts of problems. Money, religion, politics. <laughs> You didn't talk about those things. Nowadays, there's social media platforms solely to discuss all of those things. Um, I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm just letting you know. It might be, it might, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about it, but hang in there. Hang in there and try to be positive. Um, I think that we're all going to be fine. I think that uh, the stuff Don McHenry was talking about is, uh, is fixable. I don't think we have to be fighting over water in 20 years. So let's figure it out now. Let's start now. Uh, Love you. Love you so much. We'll see you out there. And uh, thanks again for watching Late Night Playset. See you next time.